Welcome to the Master's Method podcast, hosted by Zisser Customs Law Group. As experts in global trade, they will share valuable trade compliance and supply chain security information, along with the latest trade news, in a unique format that is easy to understand, use, and apply. They are going to simplify those complex topics, operational challenges, and difficult issues better than anyone else. So last week, Janice, I was visiting an MX operation in Mexicali, Mexico. And during the walkthrough, I noticed that the company was concerned about the duty impact that returning a lot of raw materials back to the USA would have. Especially since some of the items that I saw laying there on the production floor referenced an origin of China. So in talking to the company, I told them about the 9801-0010 program and talked to them a little bit about the criteria, the requirements that's needed for that program. And lo and behold, seems like they're, they will be able to capitalize on claiming that program and saving all of that duty on all of those raw material returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Master's Method podcast. I'm Juan Moreno, the Director of Trade Compliance at Zizzer Group, where I've been here for the last 11 years. I originally started working for a maquiladora and a brokerage company a few years back. And joining me on our podcast today is a good friend, Janice Sanders. Hi, Janice. Hi, Juan. I'm the Trade Compliance Manager here at Zizzer Group, where I've been working in the customs field for the past 10 years. I'm excited to be here and be able to talk to you more about this topic. So today's topic on trade compliance is going to be on how to save duty using the 9801-0010 program very specific program, very specific classification that we have here. Essentially, we're going to cover are essentially three main things. What is the 9801-0010 program? Why it's important to learn about the 9801 program? Essentially, what are the benefits? And finally, what are the requirements to use the 9801-0010 programs? Which will tackle a little bit about what requirement supporting documentation you need to have on file in order to take advantage of that beautiful program. So Juan, talk to us a little bit about what is essentially the 9801-0010 program. So Janice, the 9801-0010 program is a program that allows the duty-free import of products into the United States, provided they meet a certain uh, criteria. The program is located in Chapter 98 of the USHTSUS. Right in the beginning of that Chapter 98, you'll see the 9801-0010 breakout. And basically, the way that section works is that you need to essentially determine first the classification of the item that you're importing in to see what specific 9801-0010 classification it might fall under. Items, for example, in chapters 84 and 85 and 90 have their very specific breakout under that 9801 program. So essentially, the first thing you need to do is first, you know, determine that you're in that program, classify the item, and once you classify the item, check out exactly which 9801 classifications you fall under. And also, basically, any importer that meets the criteria can apply for this program. So why is it important to learn about the 9801 Essentially, what are the benefits once they identify this? Well, the main benefit and the number one reason why we're discussing this program today is because if you qualify for the program, you're able to import items completely 100% duty-free into the United States, which basically that translates to reducing money, I'm sorry, reducing costs and saving money and hopefully increasing the company's sales on the long run. It can give importers a very strong competitive advantage if they have enough product that qualifies under this program. And it gives a reason or an edge to an importer, which is basically why you're wanting to look at this program. 
It's a program that ultimately is going to save you a lot of money, a lot of duties, and a lot of tariffs. So what are the requirements to use a 9801-0010 program? The main requirement is that it's basically you have two requirements that you need to hit, what basically what we call the criteria. The first option that you need to hit in order to be able to qualify for this is the item that you're bringing back into, and that's the key thing, has to be an item that you're importing back into the United States, with a key word there being back. Basically, it's an item that was originally in the U.S., was exported out, and now it's coming back in. So the first requirement is that that item has to be returned to the United States without it having been advanced in value or improved in any condition. Essentially, they have to be bringing it back into the exact same condition that it was exported out. You cannot do anything to it. No further processing, nothing. The only things for processing that you're allowed to do in some cases is packaging. That's it. For the most part, that's all that's allowed. So provided you hit that first criteria, that's the first option you have. The next option you have is if you are exported that product out of the U.S. to another country and you're bringing it back into the United States within a period of three years. If you meet that criteria, you can also claim this program. Key there thing is that you're able to produce the evidence that supports that it was exported and it re-imported within a period of three years. Okay, well, that, that's a great opportunity. So you really want to go ahead and evaluate what's your current operation and see if you're meeting kind of that criteria, that processing that you're doing or not doing abroad, then you could essentially claim this program. So assume you do qualify uh, for this program. What type of supporting documentation would you need in order to back up the claim? Well, for the first option, which we talked about right now, which is basically you've got an item that was of U.S. origin, exported out, wasn't advanced in value or improved in condition, and it's coming back in. For that item, you need some, basically you need to have evidence that is of U.S. origin. For that, typically what U.S. Customs requires is a copy of the manufacturer's affidavit that clearly states this item was manufactured in the United States at such and such address. That's one option. Or in lieu of that, Customs also accepts a NAFTA certificate of origin provided that in column number T, 10, I should say, it clearly states U.S. origin. Okay, That is the key thing here. It needs to be, it can be an after cert, but it has to have U.S. origin in column number 10 in order for you to be able to essentially claim that U.S. origin exemption under this program. If, on the other hand, you're claiming the 9801 program because you're imported it back within the three-year period, then for that, there's a little bit more documentation involved. For that situation, what you're going to need to show is evidence that the item was indeed exported from the U.S., and re-imported from that other country back into this within the period of three years. Typically, what you show there would be like your shipper's export declaration. Many times, since we're right here on the border with Mexico, uh, we also request evidence of the documentation to show that it was imported into Mexico. So all of that basically completes the package, I should say, that would be used to support that that item was exported and returned within a period of three years. Okay, well, that's great, Juan. So what are some of the next steps um, or that you would recommend an, an importer to do to evaluate um, their operation to see if this is a good opportunity for them? Well, again, this is, this is a, a program that for some companies, it could very well be their main program. We have a lot of companies 
for example, that operate here on the border, where all they do is they gather products from the U.S., they ship into Mexico, and they Mexico they do either a kitting operation or a packaging operation. And in those cases, ninety-eight the 9801-0010 program works beautifully for those situations. So definitely with that, with those uh, situations, we see this program heavily being heavily used. Okay, well that's great. Um, uh, what are some ways also that you would suggest that they look at uh, their data? Probably looking through their ACE data, see how much duty they're paying, and see if it's viable. Definitely yes. Um, first of all, identify from your ACE data what products within your ACE data you can identify that were exported and are being returned without them being advanced in value or improved in a condition. If you're able to identify some of those within your ACE data, quantify them. If the duty on those items is significant enough for you to go down this program, then we highly advise you checking out this program. As you've seen, there is some documentation requirements to support it, but those documentation requirements are what we consider to be somewhat minimal. Provided you do have them, you're, you're able to take advantage of this program tremendously. So highly suggest that you look at your age data and identify whether you have any of these opportunities at all. So I want to thank all of you for joining us today on this Master's Method podcast. Thank you, Janice, for sharing this information with us. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you, Juan. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Master's Method podcast. Zisser Customs Law Group is a full-service international trade law firm and a global leader in international trade compliance training. Be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not legal advice. If you have any questions or require additional support, please do not hesitate to contact us through our website at zissergroup.com or send us an email to solutions at zissergroup.com.